Welcome to episode 43 of the Frenemies podcast. It's our first ever virtual type of meeting. We'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah, we're doing college football. Haven't done it in like five, six months, I think. We're going to do realignment. Um, Jack, I think you'll probably have the most thoughts on this. We're going to take it to you first. All right, so first off, let's point out the obvious here. Hunter's not here. Hope he's having a great time with where he's at. But uh, let's get into it. Realignment, in my opinion, is changing for worse the game of college football because it's taking a collegiate sport and it's turning it into the NFL. It is because you look at the Big Ten, they just bought out uh, UCLA and USC. Now, USC and UCLA, you know, they're saying they just joined the Big Ten. Fact of the matter is, they were making $35 million a season in the Pac 12. Teams like Northwestern, Purdue, Rutgers, Indiana, they're making $80, $85, $90 million for the Big Ten. There was, this was no, I want to join the Big Ten. This was flat out a buyout. The Big Ten added two premier teams. Those two premier teams got paid. It's the same reason why Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. <laughs> They're going to the SEC, where uh, in the SEC, Vanderbilt and, yeah, no, Vanderbilt brought in more money than Texas and Oklahoma just because of their SEC rights. And what's going to happen is, eventually, I think the college football landscape is just going to twist into the SEC as your AFC and the Big Ten as your NFC. Every single big-name team is going to join one of those conferences. I guarantee it. The best team outside of that conference would be Cincinnati in the Big 12. So you think it's going to go down to I think SEC the ACC and Big 10? It's going to be the SEC and the Big 10 because eventually Clemson's going to join the SEC for more money. And then the, at that point, the ACC is a joke because uh, there's never been a team in the ACC that's really competed ever. I mean, give me a team in the ACC. That in, col- in college football. But the problem with that is the ACC owns owns college basketball. I mean, it's That's the same fine, thing. You, but, but, you, look uh, at, you look at the Big East, too. Like, the Big East is nothing in football, but yet they're still there in collegiate basketball because they produce winners. Marquette, Seton Hall, UConn. This is does. This is just strictly college football. Teams are going because they're you're going to make no USC and UCLA will be playing in the Big Ten for yeah basketball. no they're going to be Big Ten basketball too but they're joining the Big Ten primarily for football because the university is going to bring in a ton more money because of this right but I but I mean even if you look at basketball the big the Big Twelve sorry not the Big Twelve the Pac Twelve wasn't anything and the Big Twelve for that matter but the Pac Twelve wasn't anything special in basketball. So it's not like them leaving for football is them missing out on a bunch of stuff in basketball. Like that's well, that's, that's, what I'm why, that's why that's why basketball doesn't matter. You think Clemson they're going to give a shit what their basketball team does? I mean, no, they're going to take their football team. They're going to put them in the SEC, and they'll take their basketball team to the SEC too. They don't care. It's going to be more money because of the football team, and teams all around the country are going to do it. College football is king in collegiate sports, and it doesn't compare to college basketball. Yes, I know. I mean, March Madness. I mean, I guarantee you, do. They don't bring in the money that uh, college football yeah, revenue is revenue's not close. Is March Madness better in some aspects? Absolutely. Does it bring in the revenue? No, I, I, I get that. I get that. But the revenue market for for those Duke, North Carolina, those blue bloods in the ACC will always be there in basketball. And Duke is not going to make enough money football wise going to the SEC. No, you're, you're in, in my right. opinion. Right, Carter, you're completely right. Only, only, only the notable teams are going to join the SEC in the Big Ten. If you're a team like Duke, if you're a team like so, Wake so Forest, if you're if you're saying the yeah, two main, uh, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. So you're saying the so two main conferences, yeah, right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I agree. I, I, it, it's, I hate to see it. That's why I was clapping in the beginning because I don't. There's some there's some things about collegiate sports that I feel like should stay at the collegiate sport level that makes it better than the pros or different than the pros. Well, and and I think that's everything wrong with college football right now. It just keeps it. They're taking a collegiate sport and they're professionalizing it. They did it when they expanded the playoffs. They did it when they added, uh, well, now they're doing it with conference realignment. And it's just going to continue to spiral. And now, uh, obviously, there's name, image, and likeness, which is a benefit because players get to be paid. But let's be real here. A lot of name, image, and likeness is just big-name schools paying their players to go play there. I mean, Ohio State's paying over a million dollars to keep their roster intact. And Texas A&M, they're just straight up telling recruits, come here, you're going to get paid. Yeah, that video is coming up. Right. Yeah, if anything of the – 
anything that doesn't bother me the most about the professionalizing of the collegiate sports, it's definitely the NIL deals because I feel like that's exploiting. Like, I mean, you just said it. Purdue made 80 million and the players touched nothing last year. Like, that's the one thing, but I, I do agree with Jack. There's a lot of, especially with this conference realignment, there's a lot of professionalism and it doesn't really make sense for USC or USA. It's not like they're like super close and proximity to all these other schools, like area wise, less travel or whatever. Like it's just, it's just blatantly money. It's just blatantly money. And that's the issue. It's not even name, image, and likeness is the issue because it's like in the grand scheme of things, you're paying a college player a lot of money, but it's not an enormous sum of money compared to the NFL. The issue is money otherwise. The college football playoff, it didn't expand to create a better playoff. It didn't expand to create uh, anything more exciting. It simply expanded because it made more money for the suits. And that's the exact same reason why they're looking to expand the playoffs. It's more games, it's more revenue. And it's the exact same reason they're taking conference schools like uh, USC and UCLA on the West Coast, and they're putting them in a Northeastern Conference. None of this has anything to do with football. None of this has anything to do with excitement or passion. It's just strictly money. And does it make sense to make as much money as possible? Yes, but it's it's going to ruin the integrity of the sport. Not even the integrity. It's just going to ruin college football in general because you're going to have two mega conferences with every team in it. The only powerhouse team that might not be in a mega conference would be Notre Dame. And Notre Dame wouldn't join a mega conference because they got the buyout deal with MSNBC, or not MSNBC, NBC. Yeah. And they're making uh, like a, they're making close to 80, 90, 100 million dollars off that a season just from a TV deal. So they got no reason to join a conference when they can stay independent and pick their own schedule. I guess I think, the only thing I would disagree with you, I think it's going to, I think there's a way where there'll be three like big conferences and then it'll be two sub conferences per those three conferences. So basically, like, Six, well, like subdivisions. So three conferences, six divisions. So about like those teams we don't do like again. But that's like that's similar to the NFL. Like like six division. Like like again, you're breaking it up by division. They just they keep professionalizing it. I think the thing that that makes me the most angry about the entire situation is is the fact that it's not like a like a Notre Dame or like a Cincinnati situation where they've been going undefeated for years and not getting recognition from the playoff committee that they deserve to be in and they're not being put in. If you if USC goes undefeated and they're the Pac 12 champs or Pac 10 Pac 10 yeah they're in the playoffs. Same with UCLA. Same with we saw with Oregon already in the first inaugural playoff run. Like it, it just doesn't from that perspective Oregon was a, a one-loss team in that playoff too exactly so so it's not like the it's not it's not like like a like a UCF where they were right, right exactly they, they didn't get that chance to compete for a national championship if they then left and joined a real conference that's a completely different story that's college I, I 100 100 agree this is just this is just how much money can we bring in for our program which again 100%. that's what you're supposed to do if you're a suit but it's going to ruin college football right right now, speaking of ruining, I do want to talk about this because I think this is important. I think Texas and Oklahoma just ruined their franchises, or not their franchises, their programs for years. Texas has no chance to compete in the SEC. Oklahoma, maybe. Maybe because of how historic that program is. They always bring in great recruiting classes, and Brent Venables is one of the best defensive minds, maybe in the history of college football. They'll have a chance. Steve Sarkeesian, with that Texas roster, uh, the, no chance, especially when you're going to be uh, recruiting up against Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. I'm sorry, Texas is going to be in the ruins. They got no shot uh, going forward in the future. Maybe this year because they're still in the Big 12 and they got Quinn Ewers, B. John Robinson. Going forward, though, when they get to the SEC, I don't know what happens. To Texas. I think Quinn Ewers just hit the transfer portal today. I read a thing about that because the only thing that gives me hope for Texas is Arch Manning. Wait, are you being transfer today? No, I don't think he transferred it. I think he hit the transfer portal, or he was planning to. At least I saw something like that. It, that. It, it may have been a like a fake account or whatever, but I swear he was going the transfer portal after, or thinking at least considering it after Arch committed because the kid's one of the first 1.0s I've ever seen. And yeah. kids are 
Kids are kids are going to go play with him. Carter, uh, Quinn Ewers is not in the transfer portal. Quinn's going to play this year, uh, and then Archman is going to play his senior year, and then it'll go Quinn again. They'll retro Arch, and then Arch will play. Because Arch, Arch I don't know has, where I, that. I apologize for that. Manning still has his senior year of high school before he gets to Texas. That's true. I, I th- he gives me hope though because because people will college or going into college kids they'll go play with him. But I think it's the defensive problems first. Like, I don't know yeah, about they, you. they got uh, they, they don't they don't the play defense. defense was atrocious. They, they don't play defense the, the, as a conference in general that they don't they don't play defense at all like at all and so like, and I, when we have the Texas uh. Texas, Alabama, that's week two, I'm pretty sure. It's one of the biggest openings in college football this year. Alabama with Bryce Young, they might put up 70. No, they're they're going to score every single possession, and a lot of them they're going to score in like 50, 60-yard drives. I, I, I don't doubt it. A, I, I don't doubt it at all. Like, I don't I, – unless, like what you said with uh, – Brett, if they if they figure it out defensively, just because he's a genius, they could be okay. I, I think they're going to struggle recruiting, especially in like the southern parts of the country where a lot of the talent is, and now what they're going up against. But Texas has got to figure it out defensively. Not only they got to figure it out defensively, they got to figure out figure it out recruiting wise. Texas is right Get, getting State. players to play defense. Right, and well, Texas is one of Ohio State's biggest pipelines, and Ohio State's as far, far north as you go for college football. And on top of that, if you're a Texas athlete, I don't care if you've grown up a Texas fan. If you're a Texas athlete, you're a five-star athlete, and Steve Sarkeesian walks up to you, offers you a full ride and a Texas NIL deal, and then Nick Saban walks up to you and offers you a full ride and an NIL deal, it's not even a debate where you're going. You're going to play for the, the, the NFL factory, you're going to go play for the greatest coach ever, and you're going to guarantee yourself a national championship. At Texas, you know, you don't guarantee yourself a thing, a single thing. All right. Do you, do you think, like, the glamour of them joining the SEC would even help a little bit with the recruiting? Not even a little bit, because they start, at least pro- you can promote that you're going to be it'll help PBS in the every single week playing some of the best teams around, and you'll be able to show, even if your team's not good, you'll be able to show against the best recruits and other best players that you're like you're that good. You're yeah. saying Texas? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. The Texas, Texas has got to be one of the most hated college football programs out there right now. That No one, no, no one likes Texas because, you know, it's always Texas is back. Every, every rivalry game, horns down. If Texas goes to the SEC and they struggle, all of the national media is going to compare them to Vanderbilt. And who the hell wants to go play at Vanderbilt? Yeah, you're not wrong. I, th- I think they'll benefit in the the northwestern, northern regions of the country. But, I mean, if you look at, like, where a lot of the high school football talent's coming from, it's, it's Texas, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, California, you know, states like that. There's not a lot of – not saying there isn't or can't be, but there's not a lot of five-star, four-star guys coming out of the Dakotas or Montana. Um, and I, I I think it's a transitioning over to the USC, UCLA. They're going into the, the Western division in the Big Ten, right? So they'll be, comp- right, yeah. they'll be competing with teams like Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. I think there will be an adjustment ad- adjustment period for for them as well because I just think the Big Ten up front is the most uh, physical. I don't think it's as fast as the SEC, but I think it's the most physically. Just we're gonna just pound it in the throats. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. When in the trenches type thing, and I don't, I don't think the Pac-10 is like that at all. I agree with you. And then on top of that, like we're, ta- we're talking about realignment of conferences, realignment of teams. This is going to be a realignment of play style and a realignment of recruiting. Because now you look at it, if you're a Western guy and you're a Western recruit and you're deciding between uh, a USC maybe, your, your judgment might be influenced to switch from USC to Oregon because you don't want to travel from Southern California 
to Wisconsin, back to Southern California, to New Jersey, back to Southern California, to say then in Indiana or in Ohio or in Michigan. I mean that that's going to play a talent like that's that's going to play on recruits. You know they're gonna like they're gonna look at that and they're gonna be like, do I really want to go across the country every single week to play football and to have like these five six hour flights every single time to play a conference game? And then on top of that, uh, then you look at like these Western recruits. Hey, do I want to go to the Big Ten? If I go to USC UCLA, I'm already in the Big Ten. Uh, but now if I take a Big Ten team that's already in the Northeast, I don't got to travel back and forth across the country every single time I want to play football. Yeah. I, the, the other thing that makes me sick is I see all these these Big Ten fans say, you know, USC isn't beating Purdue or USC UCLA isn't beating Northwestern. And as much as I... that USC and UCLA aren't going to be destroying some of these teams. I don't know. I don't know if that's the same way you guys feel, but I think it's more competitive because uh, Lincoln Riley, for example, big 12 is entire career. He's never played a Northwestern or a Purdue. Like they play completely different brands of football. And that's, uh, that's brands of football. Lincoln Riley's never seen before Lincoln Riley in his career. He's never had a defense. Like uh, that the man does not coach defense. He will not implement a defense. He's not going to add one at uh, USC. I mean, he just added Bryson Shaw to his secondary out of the transfer portal. And I might be biased because I'm a Buckeyes fan. Bryson Shaw is one of the worst safeties I've ever seen in my entire life in college football. He, yeah. I mean, if you're a Browns fan out there, you know who Andrew Sandejo is. Bryson Shaw is the Andrew Sandejo of college football. He's atrocious. So that guy is going to be the signal caller for USC defense. I'm sorry. It's going to be pathetic. Purdue and Northwestern, most games they win, they win them like 17-16. Yeah. They'll put up 35, 40 points on a Lincoln Riley offense. And then Lincoln Riley doesn't see a defense like that. Because, you know, they actually play defense. On top of that, they produce players. Northwestern's, uh, they're out here, they're putting out defenders every single year. They just put out Greg Newsome. Uh, and then Purdue, they just put out uh, George Carl Aftis, the defensive end. Every single year, these Big Ten teams, they put people out there into the NFL draft. Uh, and people never give the Big Ten credit for being a draft factory, but they are. They're almost as equal to the SEC when it comes to draft production. Don't you think it works both ways, though? Like the big, the right. The They've never big seen ten teams have never seen an offense like Lincoln Riley on a week to week basis. Like Purdue's never seen a Lincoln Riley offense. Oh, completely I, I, agree. Completely I agree. I think it'll work both ways. It will. And uh, just by devil's advocate, I'm sure you guys, you're both extremely against it. So, so am I. But I don't think like as much as you two. Is it not going to be cool watching like Ohio State play USC on like week five? Or seeing Alabama and Oklahoma, or Alabama and Texas on like a week eight in the middle of the season. I think it's cool every like ten years, but I don't think it's cool because like you think of Ohio State, USC, you think of Rose Bowl, you think of tradition because college football is the most tradition sport out there. So I don't like the idea of just throwing away all this tradition. So it makes the sport great. It's why it's got the best fans probably in the world. But wouldn't you say it also? But it, it's going to increase competition too. It might, but I also, to some level, I think it'll it'll destroy it out a little bit because now if you're a recruit, you have to go to a top school if you want to compete. It'll definitely, it'll well, definitely. I'm just less... saying, like game to game basis, I think it's gonna be extremely competitive. Uh, it'll, week to week uh, for teams. I mean, I think it's already, I think it's already competitive. I don't think. Well, like when Ohio State faces like like Rutgers like in, in, in conference sixty three to zero. Right. I think in conference it'll be a lot more competitive, but I think in the sense of non-conference games, I don't think you're going to see, you know, Ohio State loading up their schedule necessarily anymore. Oh because, no, no, no. Well, they are. But here's the thing: they already did. They got Notre Dame twice. So they got Alabama coming up in twenty seven, twenty eight. They got Georgia coming up. They got oh, and they got Texas too. I mean, a lot of these schools are now adding big name schools to the beginning of their schedule. I don't think the conference the conference realignment is not that important. Big schools are playing big schools early in the season now, and you don't need to do it to like ruin your conference play. And you can still see them later in the bowl game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you guys this: ranking the SEC when Oklahoma and Texas come in, where do they fall? They middle of the pack. Like, give me numbers here. You got Alabama and Georgia at the top. Are Texas and Oklahoma right there after them, or is Texas? It... Texas, absolutely not. They just went six and six in the Big Twelve. If you put that Texas team in the SEC last year, they go three and nine or four and eight. 
Okay, so they're they're bottom. No, no, are they, are, 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 I would are they better than Vanderbilt? Just to tell you how bad I think Texas will be joining the SEC, I have Vanderbilt at dead last, and I always will. Other than that, I think Texas might be the second worst team in the SEC. You have the worst. I would take I I take Arkansas. I take Florida. I Mississippi take, State. I take Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I would not take Missouri. I put Texas over Missouri too. I think that's it. That's big of you. I don't think I'd go any higher. Oklahoma. Oh, I would have Oklahoma. I'd have around a in between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. LSU. LSU's with Brian Kelly. I know a lot of people hate the Brian Kelly hire. I love it. I think LSU's now going to contend for years. I got LSU as the third best team in the SEC. Interesting. What what about you, Jake? Coach Brian Kelly can coach. Also killed a man. He did kill a man, but he can coach. Angel Hernandez killed a man, and he could play tight end. OJ Simpson killed a few people, and he was a damn good running back. Not the post. <laughs> what about you? You agree with that, Jake? Repeat the question. Sorry. Uh, oh, his, 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 his rankings of of Oklahoma and Texas. You agree with that? I don't know. Yeah, I would say, I would say it's pretty accurate. I put Texas a little bit higher. So I think so Jackson, uh, but he's a little he's a little bit too low on Texas, but so I, I can understand why. Well, I mean, they went six and six in the Big Twelve. They lost to Kansas. No, no, no. I, I understand, no. but I, I would have. Get, not only did they lose to Kansas, they gave up fifty to Kansas. Okay, now I'm I'm really interested to see about this. Where do you guys put USC and UCLA? USC is up there, up there. Like it's Ohio State's conference. Are they better I than say, this I would. <coughs> Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan. Are they Are they better? Is US? We'll do this. I think because I I think UCLA isn't better than any of the top schools I'm about to name. Like I th- I think UCLA will be better than Rutgers. Yes. Purdue. Yeah. Maryland. Maryland. Yes. And then they'll be cl- like I think they finish above Northwestern. Northwestern's a weird team because with Pat Fitzgerald, it's either they go six and six or they go like nine and four and make the Big Ten championship. No, they're very much a school. Like if they have a I think it's like every like other three year. to four years. It's almost, it's almost every other year because they won Big Ten championship, like six and six, and then Big Ten championship. No, that's true. Well, we'll give we'll give and, and Michigan State. I don't. I don't even know if that. Like, <laughs> I, I could see UCLA being like a Michigan State. And well, that's all. I feel like that's disrespectful. To Michigan, Michigan State. State yeah. were phenomenal last year. Yeah, that's fair. The new, okay. the new Mel Tucker. Yeah. Mel Tucker. And that was year one for Mel Tucker. Did that's all that's true. That's true. I saw some people from Michigan State as the second best team in the Big Ten. I, I think they are because you would have – you'd think Michigan would be up there after their, uh, you know, after their uh, playoff appearance. But they lost Ojabo. They lost Chase Hutchinson. And right now their recruiting class is the worst in the Big Ten. They're not bringing in any talent. And they're losing a lot of it to the transfer portal too. Because uh, I think you're gonna have JJ McCarthy as your starting quarterback this year. That's not great. Uh, you'll, I think they got Blake Corum back. He's one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. That's your strong suit if you're Michigan. But you lost two first rounders on defense. I know Ojabo didn't go round one. That was the injury. No injury. Ojabo's a first round pick. Michigan's gonna struggle big time this year. I think. Like this is a major regression year for Michigan because you, you, if you're not coming in off a playoff appearance. Hot, you're going to struggle because you know they, they they made the playoffs and they can't recruit anyone to save their life. Illinois has a better recruiting class than Michigan right now. Right. No, it's it's not. So back to back to what I was saying. Do you do you take? I would you, put it, I would put them. In, I'll put USC in the tier two. And then I would put High UCLA. Tier two. Bottom of tier one because UCLA is going to have an offense. Or not, no, USC. I'm sorry, USC is going to be the bottom of tier one. Okay, and because I, they're going to have an offense, but I don't think that offense is going to hold when it's 30 degrees in uh, Ann Arbor or East Lansing. So, do you think they're better than Wisconsin? I honestly don't know. I don't think I'd have them better than Wisconsin. Right That's now. why they're in my tier two: Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. And um, Michigan State, you might first four tier one, tier two would be your USC, your Michigan, your um, 
Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's weird to me because uh, you got PJ Fleck in Minnesota. He always does a good yeah. job. They always and they always get NFL talent too, like Antoine Winfield. Um, who's a wide receiver? I'm thinking of plays for the Buccaneers. They got some. They always have NFL talent somewhere. Well, Muhammad Ibrahim would have been a. He would have probably been a NFL draft pick if he didn't rupture his Achilles in the first uh, first game of the year. Yeah. What about you, Carter? I don't know, man. I I could see just because I feel like they're going to get a lot of recruits. I think USC is going to be the second best team in the Big Ten for a while. I think they'll get there. I just don't have them like I'm talking about next year. But I would. That's that's a great point. USC. What's now they get the glamour they have of the Big Ten. You're going to face all these top schools and top coaches. You get all this exposure with Fox. I think after, like USC is recruiting, they may just own all of California now. Accession for Pac-12 is most likely going to hold. USC is in for a very bright future. Right, I, I, I 100% agree. And I, I don't know. Because I don't know how I feel about that in the sense of the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry as well. Because if all of a sudden, you know, USC, Ohio State for the Big Ten. That'll never compare to the game. That, that'll never compare. Think about it, Jack, though. That could be that could be the Big Ten title game for five, six years in a row at certain points. It could be, but it'll never come. I mean, like, you don't, a lot of people don't understand how deep the game works because it, it was literally, it's over a war. Oh, uh, yeah. I know what I'm just saying. It, it's like, it's like the same thing with like, New generations like favorite players, like what you're growing but up I, with, I because, because your favorite I think, thing. I think to compare a potential Ohio State USC rivalry years down the road to arguably the greatest rivalry in the history. Of okay, sports. that's fair. Maybe that maybe that's a step far, but like I could see it easily being the second biggest game in the Big Ten every year. Oh, I think it will be Lincoln Riley versus Ryan Day. No, it, it will be. That'll. I can't think of a second bigger game. It'll be the game. Will be that the game will always be the game of the year at the Big Ten. And then after that, I think it is. Actually, no. It might be. I think because USC and Penn State. I think those two are much closer on the tier list right now than Ohio State and USC are. Could you imagine Lincoln Riley bringing the troops up to Happy Valley for the whiteout? That cool. that, tell me that wouldn't be sick. Because he's already coaching the the Red River Showdown, OU versus Texas. Give me Lincoln Riley and Penn State at the whiteout because that would be the greatest environment he's ever coached in. That would be just electric. Yeah. I guess that may this puts this to the question. Do you think they'll rearrange the divisions now if they keep adding teams? I feel like at some point, when as these conferences I keep accumulating teams, there's going to be divisions going to be rearranged. No, they any their proximity. They absolutely or like talent level. I just. So you think Michigan will go on a different side then? I, I think they'll get rid of um, – um, I think they'll get rid of divisions altogether oh, okay. once they come to Super Conference. And then just have the, your two top two teams, top teams will game. play out for it. Because I think what's eventually going to happen <laughs> – What college football wants to do is I think they want to expand either the regular season or the college football playoff. I think that's eventually what's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to work. I think it will too, and I think the solution is as you get these freakishly good, massive conferences, the need for non-conference games leaves, especially with more slots in the playoffs to fill. So they just get rid of non-conference games and expand to eight teams. But now every good team is a part of a conference, and then you leave a spot for, like, you know, your – a-10s, your max, whatever well, conference you would well, think of. Here, here's the issue with that, is the, the NCAA has got to be very, very careful here because collegiate, uh, the collegiate program, they will never allow college athletes just to get paid from a college. That will never happen. they got to be careful because if you're a top athlete and, you know, if, if it's a two-game playoff like it is now, no one's holding out of that. You want to win a national championship. If they add up to three games, four games, maybe – maybe a fifth game, like the conference championship and then four games to follow it. I guarantee you a lot of high-name players would sit out because they're not going to risk a multi-million dollar contract in the NFL, guaranteed money, 
for a playoff game or two. So you got to keep it. You got to keep it at one or two, Max. You can't well, expand it. I don't. I don't the necessarily. Play, it, these top players think, aren't going to play. If they're getting nil deals. They're still going to get paid. And then if they got an injury in the playoff game, their nil deal gets pulled like that. They don't got any money. And then they drop multiple rounds of the draft. They're losing millions of dollars. So you got to. But, keep, the, but like, then right but now then, you have to keep it as small as possible. But then, but then, why play at all? Like that doesn't make sense. No, if, it does if, make sense because if you're not playing at all, you're not going to get drafted. You have to play to get a stop. And at the end of the season. An extra game or two isn't going to improve or drop your stock so significantly if you're already right. That's why I'm saying the players will play in the playoffs, though. I don't, I players players have not played in bowl games before because again, they don't see bowl games as important and prestigious as you do, Jackson. They will play for the playoffs. I don't think that's true. Not if you, not if it's three, if it's a three or four game playoffs, I don't think they do. They will not get out of a playoff. They would if it's three or four games. If you're telling me, if you perform well, if you perform well in the playoffs. You can droop your drafts. You can boost your draft stock. It could work both ways. I, no, I agree with that. It's like if you're like a projected third, second, or fourth round pick, I think you play. But if you're locked away, like if you're a top prospect and you're projected top five, top ten pick going into the playoffs, you have no reason to play. You have a twenty to forty million dollar contract sitting for you in no. the NFL. You're yes, not going to risk four games to get that taken away from you. You're just not, especially if you're getting paid by the NIL. There's no shot. If you add it to three or four games, these players are going to play. But, but, no but, it, but if you're removing non-conference games and playing the same amount of games total in a season, they're playing that game. Like they're playing that game. De- Devontae Smith was the clear, the clear number one receiver going into the playoffs last year. The clear number one receiver, not last year. Right. But Carter, well, that's, last year. that's only two games. It's only two games. If you make it three or four, players aren't going to play a four games and risk their first round pick money. They're just not. Yes, they, if, if, I, if I, they're I, not, if they're not playing within their non-conference, did Alabama play non-conference games last year? Yes. So if if you would have added a playoff onto that with the non-conference games, then I understand because that's a lot of games. That's more than an NFL season in some circumstances. But if you're taking those non-conference away, now the only problem I see is for the conferences like the Mac and the A-10 who aren't going to have perennial, perennial playoff contenders, they're playing less games all of a sudden because there's no non-conference games to be played anymore. If you, well, if I, think, you I think the Mac and the A-10 would still – those would still exist because they're not leaving to go anywhere. No, I know. I'm saying like – He's saying they would have no one to play in the non-conference schedule. Right, exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I'm saying. So you have, what, three, four non-conference games? Five, something like that. You take all those away for the playoffs. You don't. Even, you don't have to take all of them. Just take two away, and you can add those two to the back end of the season. I think you got to go beginning of the season. You can't put non-conference end of the season. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. So right now, teams say what four non-conference games? <laughs> yeah, four to five. Okay, you, ha- your you half that. The only the, you only play two, ten game season, and then those two games you took away are then added to the playoffs. Then at max, you're still only playing 14 games. No, then that that I understand. But I'm saying if going into the playoffs, if you're a projected top 10 pick, top 20 pick, I don't think you're risking a even even with even with even with even even without the non-conference In the beginning of the season, you're not a projected first-round pick. You need to prove that you are to start the year. You have to. People have to at the end of the year. At the end of the year, you're playing the same amount of games. But I understand that, but the games are more important for an NFL prospect in the beginning of the season because they need to prove that they're a first-round pick. If they play the 12 games and they finish the 12 games, you have a okay. much it's much easier to grade a player after 12 games than it is after four. Okay. Players, okay. So they, that, they sat at a bowl games. Players, like especially young young players, don't understand the, the prestige that these No, they understand that they have but millions of dollars with well, they do. Them. They do understand the cost of the playoff and the rivalry and the – I, th- I think players would want to play in the college football playoffs. They want to play they, for they, something that means exactly legacy. If, they're play- if they still have a chance at winning the winning the trophy and boosting up that boosting up the draft stock that much, you see, like a Georgia this year with them winning the national title. You see the amount of Georgia defensive players that got drafted. They were going to get drafted anyways, but not that high. Yes, they were. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't think the championship helps. You don't think drafted. the championship helps at all. But, 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 but part of it, part of it's really? legacy too. That's I don't disagree with that, Carter. I don't disagree with that. But players don't want to watch. But you're sitting in a meeting with an agent, and you're talking about to your agent, hey, I want to play for the legacy. And your agent's going to bring up the point, 
you want to play for legacy or you want to pay for $30 million and your family's never got to work a day in their life again. You're taking the $30 million. Right. But Devontae Smith, who was playing for a championship, played. Hard because there's only two and, games. And, it was only two games. But but then Jack, that's validating my argument because I'm saying you play the same. You, you play the same game play anyway. Four games if they know they're a top. Four it's not an play. extra four games. It's not an extra. It's the same. If it's only two, I think you're right. No, then they all play. Dude, we'll play the same amount of games. We're going off the standpoint of we take two non-conference games out. Here's the season. I'm saying I don't know because that's where my issue is. You're saying you're saying you take two non-conference games out and you expand the playoffs and you have more playoff games. I still think players sit out even though it's the same number of games because after 12 games, after 12 games, it's much easier to grade and evaluate a player and have an understanding where you're going to go in the draft. It, 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 now, because in the beginning of the year, when you're four games in, no one knows where you're going. Anything can happen. I mean, Sam Howell is projected to be the first pick in the draft and he ended up fifth to the commanders. It changes. If, if you're going to play a full season and you're a projected first-round pick after the full season, before the postseason, I'm sorry. If you got $30 million on the table, I have a very hard time believing that you're going to go out and play another four games with zero money guaranteed. I just have a you hard know, time you believing don't know that. four guaranteed games. And also, it's like you just players, four playoff games. That's if you win. Right. That's but if I'm, they win in advance. I'm just saying these players, at the end of the day, they, really, they are competitive people. And they want to play in these games. That's just not they, true. Bowl games is differently. No, that's, I, I, these that's players, not Jackson, true. Jackson, these players, Their goal is to these make players the going to want to play in the Penn's Oil Bowl or the Cheez-It Bowl, but they're going to want to play in the national championship. Because none of those players are going to be first-round picks in the, the Cheez-It Bowl. They're going to be first-round picks playing in the playoffs. If the team gets to the playoffs, you're going to have first-round picks on that roster. Jackson, they're still good players playing the lower bowl games. Right, but, but that's because, like, that's because the they're players fifth round picks are trying to a player from Notre Dame like that sat out in that bowl game. It's separate because they don't care. They didn't care that it was a bowl game because they were in the national championship. These that. players playing, if you have they were have shot at the national championship. Game. If you're playing four no. bowl games without a single dollar, if players have a chance to win a national championship. If a player has a chance in the national championship, they will play that game. That's where players before would sit out because they know they didn't give two shits about playing the Peach Bowl when they know they had no chance of winning the national championship. No, and I agree with that, but I think it's because it's a two-game playoff. If you ask four games, three. It's only three games. It's three games. Especially with the guys. No, you said four. Especially with the guys. We've been saying it's an eight-team playoff. Let's make it three games. Especially, especially with guys, guys that are going to be drafted high are going to be getting paid absurdly with NIL, right? I mean, so the most they can make is a couple million at match. You're talking thirty to forty million dollars in the NFL. I mean, yeah, but. Yeah, yes and no. Like rookies well, are not yes and no. Lot. That's thirty rookies to forty are, million dollar difference off the draft. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The first round, a first round pick makes I think thirty eight million total. It might be forty eight. Thirty eight, forty eight. Your right? quarterback, maybe. I, no, if you're the first pick in the draft, that's how much you make, regardless of position. I, to Jack, me, this to, has been going. This has been going on like for years. Why do you think suddenly by adding just one singular, adding one game? Win a national championship is going to change everything. Right. That's I where think, I'm struggling. I think it, I think to it will significantly change it. How? Adding just one more game because players have been having this little dilemma for the past ten years, and we still haven't had this absurd amount of players dropping out and not playing the game. You hear more players. You hear more players upset that they didn't get a chance to compete for a national title. You look at you look at the two thousand well, I mean, two thousand Miami Hurricanes who beat Florida State. Hold on, hold on. You can't talk about not being fair to compete for a national championship. They had their chance. Went out in the regular season and you get to compete for a national championship. Do your job. You can compete for a national championship. Sorry, you lost, and we now need to expand it to give you a better chance. If you want to compete Jackson, for national championship, I honestly win. think adding a game is actually going to have less. But now there's going to be less players leaving. Because I think the more I'm you spend saying, the playoffs, the less bowl games if matter. You think, if you think about, huh? if, if, if already you, a lot of these players don't give shits about the bowl game they're playing in. The, the, the right, but, but if, all, all prestige was lost to bowl games in 2014. If you think okay, about, well, if, you think, back, if, if you so think, if you think, we got, we got, we got to, we got to move forward. If you think. Well, Regard, yeah, all you're doing is making it. You're, you're again. You're professionalizing the collegiate sport. If you continue to expand playoffs, you're just going to continue to professionalize it. 
because then the regular season again is going to mean less when you can lose wrong. a game. No, not wrong. If wrong. You can lose a game, it Jackson, a Jackson we've had this season. discussion before. I mean, I mean, tell you the same exact thing. If you're a player and you know that once you lose, you're out. Once you lose week two, That's what right. the hell is playing? Why, why does it matter the playoffs in week two? You already know you're out of the playoffs. Well, first off, you still got to play to compete for a draft spot in week two. You still got to play and play as best you not, can. Then you're just playing for and yourself. You're not playing for the team, which is the whole point of college and Not to mention, in, BC, in the BCS era, there have been one loss teams in the national championship. Oh, so they at least two games. You okay, let, let, no, 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 no. Let, hey, let's use it. There's let's nothing use, to play for now. Let, let's use that for let's use that for a great example. <laughs> it's 2000 Miami Hurricanes football. They're coming back. They're under Butch Davis. They go out in week two and lay a goose egg and lose to Washington University. They then go out. They beat the number one Florida State Seminoles. They then go on a back to back beat the number two Virginia Tech. Hoskies, Hoskies, that how you Hokies. pronounce it? Hokies, Hokies, Hokies. The guy that can't pronounce Hokies is going to tell me what's wrong with the playoffs. With Mike Vick at quarterback, guess who made the playoffs over them? Doodle Machine. Guess who made the playoffs over the Hurricanes? In two thousand two? No, in two thousand. Two thousand. Oh, in two thousand. They had, to play the, they, had to play, they had to play the Gators and the Sugar Bowl. No, Oklahoma was number one. Who should they have played? Oklahoma was undefeated, deserving Oklahoma of that number top one. <laughs> who should have been number two? Guess, guess who? Oh, guess who was? Was it LSU? No, wasn't it the team they beat? Nope, it was the team they beat. It was Florida State. Florida State made it in over Miami, even though Miami beat Florida State, and that's the problem I'm having. That, that's, that's why the playoffs is so, is so necessary. You can't just keep expanding and expanding. No, not expanding. Not. We're not we're just to eight. eight. No, because we said we, were gonna, we said we were going to cut it at four, and now we're going to go to eight. Now we're going to cut it at eight. Then it's going to go to 16. Then, then the entire collegiate football landscape is going to compete. How the hell did we get to college about 18 plus anyway? We, I mean, we might still not get to an 18 playoff. Well, I'm just saying, like, how the hell did we start talking about this? What do you mean? Oh, brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I, br- I brought it up uh, with the relocate. I don't know. We talked about expansion. We'll watch that. For me, for me, I think players, if they have guaranteed millions of dollars, from, and, yet, from, and you're telling them to play another game, I you have a hard lose time maybe that. a couple. For me, for you're me, you're not going to lose these tremendous amount of players. I honestly think, Jackson, adding the eight teams is actually going to decrease the amount of players that are going to leave early and not play in their bowl game. For for me, it's very simple. You're at you're it, adding it, another important game for them to play in the playoffs for a, a, a thing that they care about. Like right. you're, let's 100%. say you're on like you're on the fifth you're on the fifth the fifth seed. All right, let's say USC. You're on the they're, on, they're the number five team <laughs> in the country. In a fourteen playoff, they they're not going to be in. So they're going to be let's they're in the Sugar Bowl, but they're in a Sugar Bowl where you can't compete for the national title. You know what? I'm not going to play because I don't have a chance at the national title. Or different scenario. Eighteen playoffs. I'm still at same five, uh, the fifteen, fifteen in the country. Wait, I'm in the playoffs. I'm going to play in this game because I still have a chance in the national title. So instead, he plays in the eighteen playoffs. I think that's a great I, analogy. I think it'd be great if it always works like that, but it, it just it never will. We'll always Why? work to that perfection. Because it's a, it's a perfect analogy. Perfect analogies don't always it's work. Not, I, mean, I was just giving you an example why an eighteen playoff would actually limit the amount of players. Here's here's why it works. But that's not, that's not what my argument. My hold on, hold on. Because I, I mean, I, honestly, I I understand. You players, said that but, oh, expanding the playoff is going to have more players leave for more players leave the draft early and not play. If you game. play more games in the playoffs, yes. You I mean not just listen to the scenario. I did listen to the scenario, but again, it's, it's just straight up a scenario. Here, my, my hold on, my issue isn't players sitting out one game. My issue is keeping college football the best sport in the world. And by expanding the playoffs, you lose the best regular season in all of sports. Because yeah. every single game is like a national championship. That's season. where I disagree with. Yeah. How do you disagree with that? You because have to win every I know, Jackson. But once you lose, then like that. boom, gone. But Your aspirations disappeared. It is. The it is. You just said you have to go undefeated. You have to go undefeated in the regular season. Not in the 14th playoffs. Pretty damn close, though. Not even. If you go undefeated or lose one. Basically, and and so that's and, not and, hard to and, do in college and, football. And where there's a hundred and fifty, there's a there's a hundred yeah, four and fifty two division well, why one. Why expand the division? Why expand the division? 
four. So then why expand it to the teams that cannot do that? Why give well, it Jackson, to the your regular teams? your regular season argument makes me so pissed off. How it's the best just regular wrong. season in sports because once you once been. you lose, let's say you, let's say you go a two, a two and two start, and then you go like you win another. What game? college team is going two and two and then winning the next ten? Here, here's the problem, Jack. Here's the problem, Jack. You would show me one Especially now. Especially now with the council coming tougher. You can definitely lose early. You're, you're a good team. But once you lose early, these players are just going to give up like we have nothing to play for. That's not true. They have We're 2-2. Two and two. They have their draft In the NFL, we go 2-2. Two two. It's fine. You're professionalizing a collegiate sport. Here's, here's the okay, problem, that's a different argument, Jack. Here's the problem, Jack. Professionalizing sports is a different thing. My only thing I'm arguing is that you're stupid little regular season take if you're so angry. How does that make you angry? It's the best regular season. It's it's also Jackson, not fair. Jackson. It's also not fair. It's also it's also not fair. If we Going if we think about it that way. Do you know how many games if you want to fair? Wait, do you know how many division one schools there are? 152. Okay. So if you take four teams out of that 152, that's two percent. Okay, of the entire college football in division one. Okay. If you take if you take eight teams, it's five percent. Okay. My point exactly is there's no way that 152 teams can all play each other to find out who the best is, right? Yeah, that's that's what's different with the NBA and the MLB and but, the NFL. Carter, of, those, of those 152 teams, you know 142 of them will not compete for national championship before the season starts. That's why. Okay. See, but the problem is, is you tell that to US, UCF and they, they they lose their minds, right? So, but but that's true. Sorry, sorry, I don't care about UCF's feelings. You only care about. I the mean, best. I mean, you don't but, care but, about the Pat well, yes, but, you're a good team. You, you, only, you only care about the see, top one percent. And that and that's yes, the, and that's, and that's the problem, that's, Jack. That's, and that's the, the problem, Jack. Jack. Do we do we do we look at the New York Jets? It's not the magical run. If you made yourself in the top one percent of the season, if you're one of the top one, do we look? Do we look at the New York Jets and go, "There's no shot you're winning the Super Bowl"? I don't understand why we're talking about the NFL. My whole argument. We're talking about fairness. Fairness. Okay. So we say, okay. Fairness is not, okay. Fairness uh, is no, not no, 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 you no. lost more games. Let's make it easier for you to compete for a national championship. That's not fairness. Fairness is you're the How best is it easier? You compete it, for a national championship. Doesn't, that doesn't make sense because according to you, How Alabama, that because, because according to you, Alabama will just, will just murder everyone anyway. So what does it matter? So what does it matter? What does it matter? If the top teams are that elite that the bottom teams don't even have a chance, what does it matter if we – what if you're a top team in the regular season, you should be a top team in the postseason. You will be. And what does it matter if you play a small team? So if you're, you're just one of the worst them. teams, you don't deserve to compete for a national championship. It's that simple. But according, you, you, but according to you, the difference between the top and the uh, between one and eight is so big that the State finished top eight. They're never going to compete. So, then so why play the regular season? So then why, why play the most so important regular season matter? if you know the final four already? You know, yes. you tell me. You don't why the greatest regular the season on earth? Yeah, we all we already know the we already know the ending. It's mean the we same never four teams. It's never the same. You four. just say it's it's the same four teams. The gap is so big. Every few years. That that's that's my problem, and and the other problem is going back to our problem is penalizing the best team. No, that's no, how is that penalizing? My the issue best teams? with you, Jackson, is that you keep talking about this greatest regular season. Yeah, we know at the end of the day, basically the same four teams are going to be the four best teams in the, in the and that's and that's why it makes the upset so great because anytime a team upsets them, it drastically derails their national title hopes. Sure, yeah, up upsets, sure, amazing for college football, gr- one of the greatest parts. But I'm just saying, as like I'm rooting for a team. Let's say I'm rooting for good old Wisconsin. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. We lose a tough game against Ohio State. Basically, our season our season's basically done. Unless we go on this great run and we destroy teams. No, if you if you're only loss if you're Wisconsin and your only loss is Ohio State, you probably make the playoffs. You're not making it over Ohio State. I mean, if you think you're not gonna make it over an SEC team, if if, if you think about the Pac-12 team and a Big 12 team, right? I mean, if you if you think about the year we won, if we don't if we don't beat Wisconsin fifty nine nothing, we don't make we don't make the we don't make the college football playoffs. If we beat if we beat Ohio State, had third string quarterback starting that game. Of course, you need to dominate. No one wants to see a third string quarterback starting against Alabama. 
Jackson, you just said the national champ. That's that's my point exactly. The national champion, the national champion, would have been denied into the playoffs yeah, because of proved, a random loss in game. Iowa. They were the fourth best team in the nation. They proved but they were top four. If they if they would have majority beat, if they would have beat the people them, said Ohio State did not deserve to beat them. If they would have beat the majority them, majority of the people. That's not true. Mark, I mean, Ohio State. If they, if, if they would have majority, majority, no, not majority. Yes, no, yes, that's just blatantly not that's true. Not, that's go back to twenty four. That is watch true. the show. That is everyone true. was saying that stuff performance should have been Ohio State over Everybody, that's, with that's, the exception of Mark, blatantly Lattie. wrong. Herb Street himself, who's one of the biggest Ohio State haters. You went to Ohio State. And he's one of the biggest Ohio State haters. Ohio State. Yeah, he's a joke. The worst, worst captain, Ohio State. The worst captain in Ohio State football history. Absolute well, joke. Uh, I, I also need to make a point that I forgot to make earlier about Jack saying players are going to leave early. So. Players, play, the players who are going to leave early are the top players, right? Which means they're making the, the the top deals. These these low major, mid major players who don't have pro hopes, who are playing and then going to go take a job in the workforce, they're they're they don't care. They want to play as many games as possible because for them, this is the end. This is when the ball stops bouncing, stops rolling, whatever your analogy is, right? So. If you are giving these top guys money, and then and then forget the money for a second. Just think about the top five performances you ever that you remember in college football. I guarantee at least four, probably five out of five, were all in the national title game. It's legacy time. It's 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 the big boy time. It's what you remember. No one no one remembers. Braxton Miller's performance in the Sugar Bowl, but everyone remembers Vince Young leading Texas down the field against USC in the national championship. No one remembers, I'll go back to my 2000 example, Miami absolutely destroying the Florida Gators, like just waxing the floor. It was just a physical domination. But I'm sure everyone, most players, most people who watch that live remember the national championship. Big time performance. Same thing with you know Joe Burrow's two or three years ago. My point is, is players they're they're wired when you're playing at that high of a level for legacy. If you, if you, I'm sorry, Carter. I just that's where I disagree. I'm sorry that to say that, and I'm sorry to say I don't think players nowadays. That's blatantly wrong, man. It's not blatantly wrong. No, it is. Players are sending out a legacy games all the time now. I'm sorry, the Rose Bowl still a legacy game. The Sugar Bowl no, still a legacy no, game. No, the no. still a legacy game, and they're sitting out because they know they have no. millions of dollars on the table. I'm sorry if they really cared about legacy. If they really cared about playing, they'd play one more game with their boys before they never get to play for their school again. They would. I'm sorry, Carter. You know, you know what the Rose Bowl's so, like now. The landscape is so different now that money is actually a factor when it comes to this. You, you I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it's true, and it's not nope. that it's true, but it's just I, I be, because. Yes, but you know what the Rose Bowl's like? It's like if the Greatest loser it, No, it's like if the loser of the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference finals <laughs> played stop. in a third ga- place game. That's what it's like. You don't know why players don't care. Will LeBron play in that game? Does LeBron, does Kevin Durant, does any name does Steph Curry, whoever your favorite player is, do they care about a third place game? No, they don't. The Rose Bowl's not why. a third place game. The Rose Bowl's the greatest bowl game probably in the history of sports. No, it's a third place game when it has nothing it's to do with that. It's not a third place game. Yes, it is. To third game, absolutely- the third place game is absolutely shameful. It's one of the biggest honors you could get in college football. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So for you to say no that, one, you no one in 25 years will remember Dwayne Haskins leading Ohio State past Washington in the Rose Bowl for nothing. For nothing. That's the point. That's the how players are the thinking. Point is every it, Ohio State fan remembers that game. And every fan of any team that's ever won a Rose Bowl, I, I they all remember disagree. winning the damn Rose Bowl. Nope, nope, nope. No, no one in twenty-five Dave, years will remember winning Haskins. Tell me one Ohio State fan that's going to forget the last Rose Bowl that just happened. Maybe the greatest offensive performance I've ever seen in my entire life as a college football fan. No Buckeyes going to forget that. Hell, most Utah. Utah yes. Okay, that's Buckeyes. fine. Ohio State fan, but what Utah, college? Utah, what is college football? The rest of their games made to bowl game. So you have to can't happen. But what is won the Rose Bowl? <laughs> when Oregon won the Rose Bowl, all their fans are gonna remember when Wisconsin 
when they won the Rose Bowl. All their fans remembered. When Michigan State won that improbable run and beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship to knock the Buckeyes out of title contention. And they went to the Rose Bowl and won. No Sparty fan forgets that. Not a single one. It matters. You think you think Michigan State fans, because they my played point, in the Bowl, my on, point, no, 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 my point you think, is. No, no, your point squad. You think Michigan State fans this year, you think they're upset that they won the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? You think they're upset about that? I mean, they were. I mean, Do they you were think happy. they care? That's my point. What are you going to remember? Are you going to remember Georgia? Are you going to remember winning. Georgia going out in the field, absolutely shutting down Michigan's run attack that just destroyed Ohio State the week before, and then going out and putting the clamps on what was supposed to be the best offense in the nation? Or are you going to remember Ohio State's performance more? We're going to remember Georgia. Whether you like it or not, that's how we're going to view college football. I disagree. Football. I, don't 20... anyone, no, no, no. I don't think anyone's going to remember that semifinal game between Georgia and Michigan because it was okay. one of the most boring semifinal <laughs> games we've ever yeah. seen. The Ohio State-Utah Rose Bowl, that's got to be the that's got to be the one of maybe the best Rose Bowl ever played. I'm sorry, Jack, but now that's ridiculous. No, I, I, who the hell is going to remember Georgia? Any, 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 that was like Alabama. Any, any playoff game is going to top a, a different bowl. I disagree. No, no, you can't. You even, can you tell me? A starter in the Alabama Washington playoff game? Could you? Like off the top of your head, could somebody start in the Alabama Washington football game? Probably we're, not. We're talking about the national championship. No, you were just talking about a semi final. But still, the se- semi final. Right. You're one and step no away from the final. No it's more remember no a Rose, a Rose, the Rose Bowl in the playoff? That's wonderful. That's, that's, that's uh, you know. That's the trend of the peak. It's the peak of the mountain. We get the Rose Bowl in the playoffs. But if I would rather watch the Rose Bowl, that's not a playoff game, or watch the Peach Bowl between a Peach Bowl semifinal, much rather watch the Peach Bowl. Semifinal. I don't disagree, but a lot of these one fours, they're really forgettable. Tell me one person that scored in the Alabama Washington semifinal game. You can't. Tell me, I mean, like, honestly, tell me someone that scored in the Michigan Georgia Bowl game. You probably we're talking, can. We're talking, not, about, we're talking the about the legacy the of the national championship win. game. That is what every player is chasing to play for a national championship. This they're is the mountain. The this is the mountain. Every but, team starts bro, here, and they're going. The and the goal is to go up here and get yourself a hundred million dollars. No. Hold on, Carter. Carter. I got a question. No. Hold on, Carter. Carter. I have a question for Jackson. So th- we have we have a player here. Okay? okay, we'll call him Ronald. Ronald. Okay. Let's say. There's, a, there's two situations. Two situations for all We were Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. That's a semifinal. That's a semifinal <laughs> game. I'm sorry, quarterfinals. We're doing eight teams now. Ooh. A Rose Bowl in the quarterfinal. All right. He's gonna play in it because he still has a chance at the national championship game. Okay. Or a Rose Bowl with no with no final Im- implications. Do you think Ronald may sit out? What? Where's Ronald projected to go in the draft? Huh? Where's he projected to go in the draft? Top five. Yeah, I don't think he plays either. See that that right there <laughs> is where we're, yeah. we're never gonna agree. That's wrong. That's just wrong. I don't think it is. You really you don't think if we told you, you tell Aiden Hutchinson we need to play one more game to win the national championship, he wouldn't do it. I don't think if he's the number one pick, I don't think he does. If you're starting, this, I'm not saying I'm saying beforehand. So go he's not gonna time. play one extra game with a national title. Win a natty. He's the projection. One more game. If he's a top one five, more game. No, because you're not saying he's number one there. You're saying top five before the playoffs begin. I have a hard time thinking he's passing up forty million dollars. He's not. He is. That's only if he gets hurt, which is like which a point, happen. A point five chance. Having a Corral. He was one of the only players that didn't sit in the bowl game. He played. He got hurt. Bowl game. Not, 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 not. Right, but you, not say, but you say everyone sits out of the bowl games. Matt Corral stayed and played in this bowl game and got hurt. A lot of players sit out of bowl games. Yes. Right, and he was the one that stayed in. Will they sit out? Will, and will, he got hurt. Will they sit out in a, in a playoff game? No, they might. No, I'm sorry. Name, we're, name we're one not, player, name one one player that has sit out in a playoff game. Ninety-nine percent won't. That's where we disagree. If they got millions of dollars on the line. Well, th- Jackson, okay. this, this okay. scenario has existed for 10 years. Why now, is it only now matter? Now, if they're, Jack, they're only now Jack, matter, if they're, the late, if they're late first round, if they're late first round or higher, I, think, I guarantee you they play. No, name if one. If name, they're a top projected pick, you I'm tell sorry, me I have a tough time believing that, they play. Name one lottery at pick. Alabama, who's number one, is is he's going to get drafted number one, is going to sit out of the playoffs 
for millions of dollars. He Jake, might. Jake, just use no. Your he might. Name, won't. He might. Name, name, name one lottery pick that has sat out of the playoffs. Carter, because it's only been two games. How okay. is that adding wait, 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 Jake. Jake, Jake, Jake. So, so adding zero games to the length of their season and giving them an extra chance. Carter, and, and Carter, and Carter. No, no, no. I want you to listen. And giving them you don't an understand extra my, chance. No, no, because every time you say that, you don't understand my point. Carter, you're not a projected top five pick four games into the year. You are with four games left in the year, okay? Even if the schedule is the exact same, you're saying now you got to go play two or three more games, even though you're already locked in the top five pick. Who's the first round pick? Who's the first round pick in the draft? Trayvon Walker. Was he a projected top five pick going in the playoffs? No. Then how did he perform in the playoffs? The exact really freaking good. No. And then when did he get drafted? That's not true. Number that's not true. one. That's not true. Okay. Yeah. Blatantly false. Blatantly false. It's not false. Trayvon Walker got drafted because of his combine. Yeah, drafted because of his combine. He's one of the best combines of all time. How did he perform against the best teams in that play? You don't think I had zero He was okay. He had zero effect. Trayvon Walker was, How he performed Trayvon Walker was the best competition he played. He didn't play great in the playoffs. Trayvon Walker did not have a great playoff run. He did not have a dominant playoff run at all. Trayvon Walker is simply the number one pick because of his combine. Only because best. of his combine. Not because anything at all. Not because of he how he projected around against 14, the best teams. I mean, you could say that. He was but, a mid-first-round pick before his What about Zeke? No what about Zeke? The highest drafted running back, the highest drafted running back in what was it, twenty years when he was drafted? He doesn't. He don't doesn't. Get, he gets he, that run. He doesn't get. He doesn't get top five if he doesn't put on that. I don't. Playoffs. I don't. No, no, no. That I don't disagree with that. But Zeke was a projected late first round pick before the playoffs. Late first round. I'm saying if you're like a top ten, top five projected pick beforehand, Zeke was late first round before those runs. Okay, so you're basically saying the top only for the only for the top ten players. Yeah. Majority of those top ten players are going to go Ohio State, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia. Right. You really think they're not going to play for Ryan Day, Saban, or Kirby I think, in the playoffs? I think in the way really? college football is really? trending. I think in the really. Way, I think Especially in the, with the money that they're getting from that college. Really. They're not getting money from that college. And I know. It's basically money from the college. But that's fine. But, through a, for, but through a middle Bryce Young's got the highest NIL deal, and it's only a million dollars. You can get $39 million at the first pick of the draft. So I think. Legacy I, I, matters, I, man. I'm telling you, bro. They yeah, play and, money, for the game. and money matters more. I'm they sorry. play for the game. I'm sorry. No. Legacy doesn't have a price tag. But for a, national, for a national title, these players will compete for that. They I will. Don't, I don't, right. Their whole point is going to Allen for money, though. Jackson, at the end of the day, these players are still. Money will always. It's going to have a more and more and more of an impact. Which is a really awful thing for college football. Completely I think we can all agree. And on I that. think I think on top of that, but still, college, college, these players at the end of the day are athletes, and they go into Alabama, yes, to make some money and get drafted, but to win a national championship. I don't and to disagree. be a national champion. But I think if you're saying, that's something that money think, can't replace. I think if you're a national champion, if you're projected top ten pick, and you you came out of the slums, you came out with absolutely nothing, and now you got an agent, and your agent's telling you in front of your family. Kid, if you don't play these next three games, you're guaranteed forty million dollars, and you can retire your mom and dad. Kids are going to stop playing. They'll play. They'll take their forty million. Like, why hasn't? Why has this not been happening? It's been two games. Years. It's been two games, and the college football you, landscape isn't the way it's trending right now. This is where we keep going across. You think by adding one, will be one more singular game. It's going to cost. No, it's, no. it's not even adding a game. It's not even adding a game to the season. Okay, respectfully, you're an absolute moron. Because you don't understand what I'm saying. It's, I understand it's not adding games, but Carter, in the beginning of the year, you don't know where you're getting drafted. Okay. At the end of the year, I'm so tired of that excuse. That, okay. That extra let, game let, means absolutely nothing. That is the same amount. It means. But if you take out the beginning, the season, the games at the beginning of the season that are non-conference, everything just slides down. I understand that, and okay. by the time you're down, there, Carter, he's just saying by the time these players realize they're going to be a top ten pick. Then you're adding games. Okay, so do players realize they're going to be a top ten pick by who do Ohio State play before Michigan this year? Michigan State. So do they realize they're going to be a top ten pick before Michigan State? Is that set in stone? <laughs> they they know probably what round, but not where. Like not where in the round. Because that's what everything slides down to. That that's how that's how that's how it slides. Does that make sense? You you no. you remove those you remove those non-conference games and everything would slide. The Michigan State would become your conference championship that same week 
in the season would be the conference championship, and then you play three playoff games. What's he saying? <laughs> I don't think how long, how long do, do you do you get do you get what I'm saying, Jake? Yeah, we have to repeat that. Okay. No one gets what you're saying right now. You play week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven, week eight. We'll just say it's an eight-week season. No, we'll say it's a five-week season. Make it simpler for you. Okay. Five-week season. Just, just, just listen. Okay. Five-week season. Five-week season, right? You have your Big Ten championship is in your third week, correct? Just, just in this non-on-land. If you take out the non-conference game, which is week one, all the games slide. So your your conference game is week one. Your Big Ten is week yeah. two. Then you have your week. playoff games. So everything is happening earlier. No, okay. it's not. It, yes, it is if you're no, taking up non Oh, I don't think you understand. No, he's just saying the games we played earlier. Yeah, yes. that, 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 that means were. absolutely nothing. Hard because they're still playing. But you they're, just they're said the early games matter. Game. No, because they're playing an extra game when they know when they're going to get drafted. You're adding an extra game. To where they're going to be drafted. No, it's they don't know it yet if they're playing less games, Jack. What do you not understand? Why do they know they're going to be drafted? Because they've already played 10 games before the playoffs, right? Well, if, they're, if they're only playing, if they're, if if they're you're playing, sliding the games back, it's still the same ratio regardless. That doesn't nope, change. Nope, 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 nope. If it takes them, if it takes them 10 games, if it takes them 10 games to know when they're drafted <laughs> before the, if it takes 10 games before they play the playoffs, right? Okay. Okay. This I, this way, it would only Carter's be eight games. Okay. So basically, what Carter's saying, let's say, the, what, what they do now, you play twelve weeks, so you play twelve games. Conference championship week thirteen. Yeah. Okay. And you're saying it takes them ten weeks to realize where they're going to be. It's usually conference championship. Let's just say twelve. Let's say it takes the full season. The full regular season. Full regular season. It takes twelve. Right. Now, in in our little timeline. You'd remove those two games, so that's just a 10-week 10 10 season. Right. But you still need 12 to realize what draft pick you are. So though part of the 12 would be the conference championship and the playoff game, is what Carter's trying to say. Okay. No, that, that, that's fine. I get that. But I, I don't he, think it matters. I, I speak. You explained that. I don't think, so I don't think it matters. than I did. No, that was really well done. That was, that was really well done. No, but Carter, I, I don't think it matters because it's still kind of the same timeline. You're gonna know we're gonna get drafted. I think but respectfully, you're not gonna change my mind on that. I don't know. And I, I mean, and I hate to say it because I do think I wish every player would play for like you know, I wish we'd have to have these problems. But I, I think going down the line, when you're gonna have agents at your door saying, Hey, you're gonna you don't play and you get forty million dollars, that's really hard for a 20, 21 year old kid to say, I'm good. To forty million dollars. I think that's tough. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up here. We kind of went everywhere. It started as a realignment episode, and then we just just talked about the playoff the past 40 minutes. But, you know, we'll take it. It's fun to talk about college football. Um, yeah. Uh, just warning you may see this setup for the next, you know, four years. Four years. But, you know, I, th- I think we'll get used to it. We'll get better. We're, we'll improve. I think we had a little pause in the middle. So I think we got through it. Also, make sure to check out, check out our YouTube. TikTok, the Twitter page now, Pod Frenemies, yes, the Instagram. Sir. Check it all out. Thanks for listening, and see you later.